to Mondays with Mo. I'm your host, Don Kennedy. Our podcast covers important topics related to the admissions process and the University of Central Missouri. My guest today is Nick Cookenham, Academic Success Advisor at UCM. Hello, Nick, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Don. Nick, today we'll be talking about the enrollment process for the spring semester of 2022 for both freshmen and transfer students. Uh, but before we get into that, Nick, tell our listeners what your job entails as an academic success advisor. Yeah, absolutely, Don. Uh, first thing I kind of want to really stress to students or anybody who might be listening is my job as a success advisor extends ju- beyond the realm of just academic. We concentrate on a holistic advising model where st- we want to be a kind of a first approach for students who come to us with need some help and uh, some guidance. What we do as success advisors is we try to develop with each student what their version of success is. Because we see and advise students on all different ends of any kind of spectrum you can think of. And so what is success for one student might not be the same measure of success for another. So we meet with them in order to determine what their measurement of success is gonna be for each semester, each academic year, and in terms of graduation as well. And then we kind of work in partnership to help them achieve this goal. You know, one of the reason I say that we work in partnership with this is that, you know, one thing to say is that we're not necessarily a student's personal assistant. We are going to work in partnership with you. We are going to give you the tools to be successful, the knowledge and the information, but we all advise around 330 some students apiece. So as we can't be, uh, do everything for all of them. We work with you as much as we can, we give you these tools to be successful, and we achieve your success goals together. Your advisor, you can think about as being your personal advocate. We're gonna help you with as, we're gonna help you as much as we are able to do. If we aren't the ones who can solve your problem, we know who to direct you to and how to get you there. We wanna be a kind of a first stop point for students who need help. Uh, and that is where I think that the important piece to stress to students about this is an engagement piece. Help us help you. I'm just an, I'm your success advisor. I am not someone who is going to come knocking on your residence hall door and drag you to a meeting with me or drag you to class. I need you to engage with me as your advisor. The good and the bad. Hey, I'm struggling with this. Hey, I'm doing great in this. I'm someone who can be there in the middle and say, hey, that's awesome, congratulations, you achieved these goals, you're doing well, I can be an encouragement for you. I can also be someone that can help you stay accountable. Ah, I'm struggling with this, I'm not great at time management right now. Well, I understand that. You're a new freshman to college, there's a big difference in time management that needs to take place from high school to college. Me and your success coach that we have can help you with this and kind of achieve these goals, work on these strategies together. But I don't know there's a problem unless you tell me. I don't know how I can help you unless you tell me. I'm not a mind reader, uh, but I'm someone who wants to be here to kind of help you along the way and help you achieve your version of success. Uh, Last thing I would say on this particular question is going to be, I mentioned success coach. Your success coach is someone that works with me, your success advisor, to help you along this journey as well. A success coach is a student here at UCM, so it's a current active student. So they've been through the process a little bit more recently than I have. 
and they can help you as well. Uh, because I only have so many spots on my calendar, she, in my case, uh, my success coach, she can help you meet with you outside of times that I may or may not be able to to help you with some more in the weeds things as well. So all of this is a long answer to say your success advisor is someone who's going to be your advocate, you know, accountability partner, someone to help you progress through and achieve your version of success. Please engage with them. That's awesome. Nick, on an average day, how many students do you work with? That answer can actually vary, uh, especially based on the time of year. Typically, we schedule an academic uh, or uh, an advising appointment to be about 30 minutes. So our calendars can tend to fill up with different 30 minute slots. So if I have a full day, you know, 10 plus students, maybe something like that I might see in back to back increments of 30 minutes. Maybe I take a you know, block an hour for lunch and then keep seeing students after that. Uh, and that's where most, we can, we can settle most issues in about 30 minutes. We'll talk, get to know each other, especially this is kind of a first uh, appointment, identify maybe some possible hurdles we might run into in the future and develop strategies on how to overcome those as we go through. If you schedule an appointment with me, you know, just as a hypothetical example, let's say, you know, classes have started, you have been attending class but don't think you're really going to be successful in one particular class. You come to me and say, hey, if I drop this class, you know, does that affect, you know, graduation timeline or something like that? I can absolutely help you with those types of questions. Quite, uh, appointments that might take longer than 30 minutes, if you come in as an open option student, so that's one of our programs for students who are undecided on their majors, those appointments typically take an hour because as part of the curriculum for the open options program, we have you meet with advisors, uh, your individual assigned advisor for different multiple hour slots because we do a lot of career counseling there, a lot of personality assessments, a lot of things where we kind of you know help you decide on what major you want to choose. So that type of appointment would take longer. Also, a grad plan appointment takes about an hour. One piece of advice I would recommend to you know any student listening, meet with your advisor sometime to develop a grad plan. It's good to have it on paper. It's good to have it in a we do it online through your My Central where you're going to be able to see it as you kind of refer back to it. But planning this out is a really helpful tool because, you know, I think we're going to talk about enrollment here in the next question or two. But that way we have all this laid out where for the next six semesters or whatever, you know, however long you have, you'll know what classes you need to take and what order you need to take them. If you need to change that for some reason, please meet with your advisor to work on appropriate changes that you can make because some students might not understand if you drop this class you might not be able to take the one that you were planning to take next semester and it might affect graduation timeline because a lot of different majors have different course offerings some are very regimented and very planned out where on odd years you take the this sequence of classes on even years you take this or this class is only offered every spring semester this class is only offered in the fall and, and programs have the various reasons for doing that. We just have to be sure that you are on the right track. So meeting with them, even in your you know first semester, we can kind of generally plan for something where here you're going to be taking some gen eds here, you're going to be taking some 
you know, prerequisites for your major here, and then maybe starting junior, senior year, this is where we get into the very sequenced classes that are all your kind of upper level major requirements. Those are all conversations that we can have. If you think about changing your major, meet with the advisor who you would change into because each advisor advises only a certain number of majors or a certain kind of group of majors. So if you are going to switch a major outside of my area of expertise, I'm going to set you up with that advisor so that you can talk with them about what would changing your graduation or what would changing your major look at this point. How does it affect graduation timelines? Questions along those lines we would set up for about an hour. So if I have a lot of hour appointments that day, uh, I could see less uh, also that week. It also varies based on the timeline. So during the add drop period or open enrollment period, add drop period is the first, that Monday through Thursday that the semester starts. So for the fall semester, it's that first Monday through Thursday in August when classes start and in spring it's in January. That is the period where you are able to add and drop classes without any sort of penalty. You get a full refund for each class that you drop. You're able to add other classes. Students are constantly kind of playing musical chairs with these classes. That's the time, uh, especially when you start going to class, your first, you know, the first couple of days if you go, man, I just don't know if this class is going to be the right fit for me. Are there other options? Sometimes yes, other times no. You know, we can help you answer those questions. But during the add drop period, the advising center is on a pop-in, what we call it pop-in for advising. We usually have popcorn out there for people too. Ha ha ha, get it. Uh, so we do things like that, but we don't see, we don't have scheduled appointments that week, but we will see a revolving door of students at our office, you know, 20 plus students a day with each advisor most of the time, you know, several hundred appointments in terms of the advising center in, in general, because we're answering all kinds of questions you have. That type of day, that for that week, you know, we'll see a, a significant number of students that time. Uh, one thing to note as well during that, just kind of as a, maybe as an advisor PSA, uh, if you email us during that week, we will do our, we'll do, we'll try our hardest to get back with you as soon as we can. But if I'm in meetings literally all day with students, I might not get to check my email for a little while. So especially during that ad drop window, you might want to come in and see us. I might answer your questions a little bit faster. The other one where we have this is going to be the open enrollment period. So open enrollment is at the end of the kind of tiered enrollment openings that we offer, which I think we talk about, you know, we'll mention here a little bit later. But whenever the time comes where anybody can enroll at UCM, regardless of credit hours or anything, that's the open enrollment window. We also usually do some pop-ins around that time where students can come in and add and drop classes, change their schedule around how's this going. So those would be times where your advisor is going to be uh, very busy, might see a lot of students each day. But hopefully you'll be able to find a time in a reasonable window where you can schedule with your advisor if you need to. You can schedule through your My Central. You can call the advising office. You can email. Uh, uh, well, you call the advising office would be the best one, or through your My Central. Those are going to be two ways that you can kind of schedule as quickly as possible. Awesome, Nick. You mentioned um, in your answer there about each academic success advisor has an expertise area. Mm -hmm. What 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 students do you help? Yeah, thanks. Uh, the it, I really like the way that the advising center is set up because we're all there and kind of support of each other. 
the kind of back end logistics of how we you know divide our teams doesn't matter a whole necessarily a lot to everybody but we have three advisors who kind of all advise a clump of majors so for me personally i advise all of the Harmon college of business so there's about 13 majors in there i also advise public relations i advise sports management and i advise occupational safety as well as my other two colleagues uh, jennifer pent and katie bird markison and we have a supervisor who oversees us who can also advise those majors as well but during these pop-in times if you come in to see one of us or you need questions about this if i'm not available one of my other colleagues can answer your questions just as well as i can you know if i'm out because i'm sick or maybe on a vacation where i'm out for a few days and you really need to get in to see an advisor for something time sensitive maybe it's not me but maybe they could fit you in with jennifer or katie we can all advise the same majors so i like how we do that and that's the case with the other uh, that's the case with the other majors as well. And it's my understanding, they, the advising center centralized before my time in advising, but it's my understanding that the reason that they kind of chose the majors that they did per each kind of individual grouping was based on data showing where students who are X major changed to Y major and tried to keep it together as much as we could so that you have the same advisor. You know, for example, a very common major change in my own experience would be from sports management to, uh, which is a Bachelor of Science degree, to management, which is a BSBA degree. A student makes that, or vice versa, it goes from management to sports management. That happens fairly frequently. So they wanted to try and keep you with the same advisor if possible. Hence why I advise both. So I think it's a pretty good way that they split it up. I like that. Great. So let's talk about the process of the upcoming enrollment for the spring semester of 2022. Uh, what, what does that process entail? Yeah, uh, I, well, so upcoming enrollment for the spring semester, process entails a few things. It can be different kind of based on your student status. If you're an incoming freshman who didn't attend this fall, is attending like your first semester this spring or a transfer student coming this spring, your enrollment process is going to be a little bit different. You need to apply for admissions through the admissions office, which they probably have heard on this podcast before. And then you schedule a meeting with your academic advisor where you meet with us. Hopefully you can come to campus. If you can't, we can do virtual appointments, excuse me, via Google Hangouts. And so we'll meet with you that way and we'll enroll you your first semester. If you're a transfer student, we'll talk about how your credit transfers, where it's counting, you know, talk about in general your graduation timeline if we can kind of get down to that specific and it's the same thing for incoming freshmen so the a timeline for you particular group of students would be get admitted make sure we have your transcripts on file and things like that that we need and then schedule an appointment with your academic advisor be it in person or virtually so that we can get you enrolled so uh, when does the spring 2022 enrollment begin so we have a rolling enrollment timeline that starts October 18th. So October 18th is the first day that anybody can enroll. They restrict it to certain student populations that first couple of days, excuse me. And uh, so not everybody can enroll on October 18th. It's based on student status. So, uh, you know, let's say military or athlete or trio or something like this that get or honors college is a as one that's one of the perks of the honors college you get early enrollment 
So also incoming freshmen and transfer students, they also can enroll starting that date as well. After that, it tiers off based on the number of earned credit hours that you have. And I, uh, we'll, I'll go into that a little bit more in depth a little bit later, but the open enrollment date where anybody and any student is able to enroll is November 3rd. So it's a tiered enrollment offering from October 18th to November 3rd, and then that would start the open enrollment period where anybody can enroll regardless of status. So Nick, did that kind of answer my next question? Uh, what determines when the students get to enroll? A little bit. It does based on your number of earned hours, but the reason I kind of wanted to wait and see to, to clarify it, there's a couple of places you can see your earned hours, uh, but you can also see what you have as your applied hours, or that is counting your in-progress hours. So it gets a little bit confusing on that. What I wanted to know is the number of hours that you are currently taking this semester, that is your in-progress hours, or your applied number of hours. So I'm just gonna make up numbers here, but let's say you have, let's say you're going into your sophomore year and you have taken and completed 30 hours worth of credit, but you're currently enrolled in another 15, so I can technically just kind of make this person a sophomore, uh, yeah, 15 hours, so you have 45 hours total as applied, or in progress. If you're in 15 hours, you need to subtract the 15 from that number 45, that gives you your 30 hours of earned credit. You can see your earned credit through your My Central. If you go to My Central, Student Records and Registration, and then your academic profile, kind of right there, it'll tell you your number of hours earned. If you're a transfer student or an incoming freshman, again, you don't have to really worry about that kind of tiered timeline. You can enroll on the day that enrollment opens. Uh, but if you're a transfer student or an incoming freshman and want to know how many hours earned you have, look at your transcripts from the previous institutions that you have, and you can just add those hours up. Uh, or if you just come from one place, you can look at that one. Uh, you can look at that one transcript. Now, where do you go to figure out when you can enroll? There's a couple ways to get there. I, I kind of the easiest one is going to be just go to UCM's website and in their little search box, type the question, when can I enroll? If you type that in, what it'll do is it'll pull up uh, you know, the, the research results and the very first one says, when can I enroll, question mark. And you click on that and it shows you the whole table and the whole timeline of enrollment. So you can look at your earned hours through your My Central. Say, I have 46 earned credit hours. And then you can look at your uh, when I can enroll date and see that, okay, this is the date that I can enroll, and you can enroll at midnight on that day, okay? Uh, midnight on the day that it says on there is when you can enroll, and I encourage you to do so. All right, um, so what suggestions do you have for students to do to prepare for the enrollment appointment? Yeah, all right, I, was, uh, I, I, I like this question. Uh, there's there's a few things and one of the reasons that I kind of stopped myself there I said I encourage you to enroll on the midnight that you can enroll reason I said that is because I want you to prep ahead of time with your advisor you know I said we're not kind of at the very beginning of this I said you know one of the things we are is your personal advocates where you know we do more than just academic success but one thing we're not as a personal assistant I can't enroll all of my students 
in all of their classes. There just isn't enough time that exists there. So what you want to do is plan ahead of time with your advisor. You know, there's a couple of things that you can do. Uh, you know, e email your advisor back and forth or set up a meeting with them ahead of time before your enrollment date and say, hey, let's, can I get this planned out? Can you help me kind of navigate the enrollment software? So that way I don't have to wait on you or come see you and try to fight for an appointment and maybe I can get in, maybe I can't. That way I'm prepped and ready where I can just enroll and when my enrollment date opens. You'll be able to see the calendar or the schedule, I guess a better way to say it, for the spring semester starting September 17th, so in two days from now. Starting September 17th, you could meet with an advisor and say, hey, I'm wanting to prep for enrollment. What classes do I need to take? And we would be able to tell you based on your the course offerings and availability, what you would have left. That's not going to change between September and October. Right, so if you're someone who wants to kind of get a head start on things, I recommend starting to go ahead and plan it out now. Email back and forth with your advisor or set up a time to come in and meet with them so that you can plan this out. Be like, hey, you know, I'm wanting to kind of just get a head start on something. Can you create a little plan for me while we are in here talking about classes of what I need to take for spring? And we go, yep, let's crank it out. And so we do, we get you all set up. And then that way when enrollment opens, you have the freedom to Add your classes, play around with the scheduling if they're offered at different times, see what works out for you, what you know, what days you want to try to take classes based on the availability of classes, and you can enroll and do all that on your end of things. For the first semester students who are coming in, freshmen, transfers, you know, we're gonna meet with you and enroll you on your kind of whenever we have our meeting, but that won't have to be the case moving forward. So moving forward, we plan this out, you enroll on your end, and it's just it's faster that way. If you want to kind of check, we can, you know, hey, you know, send us an email and say, hey, I just enrolled. Do you think you could check for me uh, if I did it correctly? One thing I would say about that is to help us help you when we are very, very busy during these times. Please do your best to try and over communicate in emails as opposed to under communicate. I know people tend to not be as professional in emails. I get it, but I'm meeting with 20 students a day. I've got 50 emails in my inbox. If I get an email from a student that says, hey, can you enroll me in that one class that we talked about? I need a little bit more information than that, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I, I, I need to jog my memory to kind of figure out what classes we were talking about. So please include your 700 number in emails that you send, as well as information on the classes that we talked about. If we did talk about this and you said, hey, I saw that a spot opened up in this class, you know, can you please enroll me in this comp one class or whatever, here's my 700 number. Uh, or can I drop this class and we change it with something else? We can have these conversations. Just try to include as much information as you can. So that way I can help you faster. One thing to know, and what you should do to prepare for enrollment is try to get all of the holds taken care of off of your account if you have any because holds will prevent enrollment and classes fill up maybe quicker than people might think. Even if a class is required for your major, that class could be full if you just wait. Right? So in terms of the email communication, if we want to try to make things happen as fast as possible, as quick as we can do this, uh, and get you enrolled so that you can get that seat in that class, provide me with as much information as I can get, as you can so that I can give you a very quick answer 
so that you can then go and do what you need to do on your end. If I have to email you back and say, hey, what was the class we were talking about and can you let me know what your 700 number is and you have to email me back, I can't guarantee you a response as timely as you might like. right? Because again, I still have five students out there waiting for me in the lobby. I've got these emails and so I'm trying to do the very best that I can but it's just going to take a little bit of time. You can see what holds you have on your account by going to your My Central. And again, the records and student records and registration tab right there in the middle and where your uh, student profile is, you'll see your you'll see your student ID photo, your personal information, and there's a box on the right-hand side that says holds. It'll be a little red number with however many holds you have in there. If you click on it, it tells you A, what hold you have, and B, who you need to contact in order to get that hold taken care of. I get that not maybe not everybody can get rid of every hold, and I'm not wanting to scare anybody like, I can't get the class. It's not necessarily true. What I want students to know is it is behoove of you to try to enroll in a timely fashion. And ways that you can prep for that or get, like I said, get those holds taken care of before your enrollment date if you can. Meet with your advisor well in advance because, you know, I said this maybe a little bit ago, and I'm sorry for repeating myself, but I want students to know when the schedule comes out starting the 17th, your enrollment date might not be till late October, early November. But if I don't see you until like, if you think you can schedule, you know, a couple of, you know, a day or two before your enrollment window opens, I cannot guarantee that I'll have a calendar spot open. So if you meet with me now or ahead of time, maybe at the month of September, what you're going to need to enroll in for spring is not going to change. Right. It's okay to prep this a month or two out because we'll get it on paper or we'll get it in your degree audit, which you know we have a little plans tab in there. We could even build a mock schedule. There's a tool that we have called My Schedule, and it's through your My Central how you access it. But we load in your classes, and you get to play around with all the different scenarios of different schedules, online, in-person, different faculty, different times and days. And then you get to save a schedule in there that just stays in there. And so whenever you go to you know, whenever your enrollment date arrives you can go back into that my schedule tool and in a couple of clicks enroll yourself in the schedule that you built a month ago that's great that is way easier than you know having to wait you know for me to respond via email or something so I think those are all great tools that students should kind of think about before enrollment you know classes do fill up so try and get those holds taken care of if you can you know make sure you know when your enrollment date is you can also look at your degree audit. If those if those of you who don't know what a degree audit, what your degree audit is, it's through your My Central Student Records and Registration, and right below where your ID photo is, there's a button that says Central Degree Audit. That is how we track your degree process. That's how we track what requirements you have to fill in order to graduate. So every student should know what that is. Maybe you don't know all of the ins and outs and the intricacies of the majors. That's fine. That's what I'm here for and the other advisors are here for. But we want to, you know, we want to be able to expect you guys to at least know where your audit is, look at it, and see, okay, I still have this fine art gen ed requirement. I still have this science with lab requirement I need to take. This is my next class for my business major I need to take. So if you come to me with a couple of ideas, or if you send me an email and say, hey, these were the classes I was thinking about enrolling in for the spring, would you agree? Are these okay? Will this keep me on track? I can answer you in a pretty reasonable manner and be like, yeah, those are great classes. Take those. You've got this. Well done. So know how to access your audit so you can kind of figure out what requirements you would have left to take. 
uh, you know, meet with your advisor well in advance, email them, and uh, doing this ahead of time is going to be the best, kind of give you the best enrollment experience that you can have. So long-winded answer, but I think that's my, those are my, uh, my tips for how students should prepare for enrollment. Nick, you mentioned in there the holes. I think from a admission standpoint, um, what will happen in the next few weeks as that enrollment time comes, we'll be getting a lot of frantic calls from uh, freshmen during their freshman semester, first semester. Mm -hmm. And the easiest way to take care of that hold for the transcript is when they graduate from high school is to have your final official transcript uh, sent to us uh, by official we mean it has to come from the high school okay. and we're looking for a graduation date on it okay. that's a final official high school transcript the sooner you can get that to us after you graduate then you won't run into these problems with having that hold put on your account absolutely and there are a number of holds that exist out there uh, for a number of things Financial aid is kind of often one if a student hasn't set up a payment plan or worked with financial aid yet, uh, or some uh, immunizations that uh, students need to have on file like MMR and TB and things like that. There's, uh, you know, when you get into your latter years, the, the GEA or general education assessment, these kind of things do put holes in your account. Uh, if, uh, speaking off of your transcript thing, pro tip for <laughs> Uh, if any, you know, first semester freshmen are listening to this or incoming high school students uh, or incoming college students from high school, if you have dual credit, if you have AP classes, if you have uh, IB work, if you have anything like that, the university does not know what you have done outside of the university unless you send it to us. Like Don was talking about with the official transcript, we need to have those official transcripts on file showing graduation date from high school, classes you took, overall GPA, all of these things. If anyone out there has done dual credit classes, we need the official transcripts from those colleges that you, that you took them from because we don't know. So I'll just come up with hypotheticals. Let's say you're like a Lee Summit student who's taken some dual credit classes, uh, maybe some through UCM, maybe some through Northwest, maybe some through UMKC, maybe some through State Fair or Johnson County or, uh, you know, uh, MCC or, you know, you can take them through a lot of different places, but let's say you've done a few through MCC and through UMKC, because I see that pretty frequently. You know that you've taken Comp 1, Comp 2 in college algebra, but I don't know that because you, uh, you haven't sent us those transcripts. So when enrollment comes around, I will recommend that we take Comp 1, Comp 2, college algebra, wherever you're at in this progression. And I'll speak just specifically to business majors. College algebra is a requirement, and it's a prerequisite to some of the other business core that you need to take in order to progress in your major. So that's not something that I would want to wait on taking. If you're at the, you know, if you're ready and at that level and can take college algebra, I'm going to recommend that we do it. But if you go, well, I actually have college algebra already, I'll say, okay, we don't have it on file. We need that on file in order for you to take your next accounting class. Uh, same thing with Comp 1 or 2. If you have Comp 1, you can't take Comp 2 at UCM until we have that in the system. So please be sure to send us your transcripts. It only helps us help you. Uh, that way we can schedule you accordingly and see how far along you are, uh, what prerequisites you have and which ones you don't. I think this is going to be a you know, that's the best way to do that. Uh, 
if you have questions about it, let us know. We can help you. You know, the way to request a transcript from a college is to contact usually their registrar's office and ask them to, you know, fill out a form or something that you can request an official transcript get sent to UCM. They can send it through the mail. They can also send it electronically. As long as it comes from the university to us as an institution, it counts as official. We can accept it, process it, input the credit, and then I can see, yep, you've got these things. Uh, one thing I will say that is a little bit tricky, trickier, is if you've taken, uh, you know, any kind of AP or IB work, you know, tests, CLEP tests, things like that, you have to request from the testing body, from CLEP, from IB, you have to request that your scores from your exams get sent to UCM. So that's a little bit different than uh, just the kind of a basic transcript, but you have to request your scores get sent, so that way we can get you credit for it. Awesome. Nick, is there anything else that we need to cover today? Not sure what I think. Uh, you know what? Let me just as a <laughs> yes, one thing, Don, <laughs> sir, uh, that I want people to know: your the relationship that advisors want to have with students is not one based on any kind of uh, negativity or coercion. I'm not a principal. I'm not someone who's going to finger wag, and neither is any of the other advisors. Our role is to help you achieve success. We want to help you achieve your version of success. Help us with that vision of what that is for you. Help us help you. Work with us. Engage with us. If your advisor sends you an email or a text about something, it's because we're genuinely curious or asking. Sometimes we get reports on how students are doing in classes. If we see some behaviors, you know, maybe excessive absences or something, I'm going to reach out to you and say, hey, what's going on here? How can I help you? We are good at making referrals of certain things if people need it. We can help talk you through problems here in our office. My job is to help you, but in order to do that, you need to engage with us. So I don't want any kind of apprehension. I don't want any kind of like, ooh, my advice is scary. I don't know if I want to, no, 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 it's not like that. We're here to help you. We're here to kind of guide you, kind of act as bumpers along this journey and coordinate with you as best as we can. So please engage with us because your advisor genuinely wants to. That's why we do this job. Great. Nick, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today about the enrollment process. And uh, Mondays with Mo can be heard on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.